Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, we finally, finally have a little bit of clarity, some clarity, actual clarity on the Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Brooklyn Nets trade saga. It seems to be over for the time being. We're going to have details on that and the fallout now for the Lakers who were hoping for a different kind of clarity. Let's start with the reports, and uh, Shams Karania was the first to this mere seconds before the Brooklyn Nets wound up tweeting it out, but the crux of it is that Kevin Durant, uh, Rich Kleiman, the size, and uh, Sean Marks all got together, and they are now moving forward and trying to kind of rebuild this bridge as they go over it uh, to this next season. That means that Kevin Durant will not be sitting out. They called his bluff. And look, the fallout on this, I don't even know that we know quite yet the extent of the fallout here. But between the way things played out for Ben Simmons and now how things have gone for Kevin Durant, it sure feels like the league is kind of striking back against the star empowerment that had reached a point where you had guys in Kevin Durant's case, asking for a trade with four years left on a brand new deal, essentially. So uh, the, the the big news here and all that really matters now for the intents of this podcast, because there's going to be plenty of time to discuss fallout as the fallout takes place. But for the Lakers now, Kyrie Irving probably not getting traded. Kevin Durant is going to see how things go in Brooklyn. And by no means do I think this is over. By no means do I think anybody is particularly happy with the outcome here. Uh, But for what we are focused on and for what the Lakers care about, this means they can now move forward with other options elsewhere in the trade market. What are those trade options, you ask? Well, it still looks like the two teams that could wind up being landing spots for Russell Westbrook are Indiana, where they would be sending back Buddy Heald and Miles Turner, or Utah, and they would be sending back Patrick Beverly, Bojan Bogdanovic, maybe a third player, whether it's Malik Beasley, whether it's Jordan Clarkson, whether it's Mike Conley, if the Lakers want to take on longer-term money. Uh... But those are the two kind of options that the Lakers are currently faced with right now. Let's start with the Indiana one because, frankly, I think this is the most likely of the two uh, paths forward for the Lakers. Indiana would be offering Buddy Heald and would be offering Miles Turner. Uh, now, do I would I be thrilled with the Lakers allocating more resources, essentially, to having Anthony Davis not play his best position, I wouldn't be thrilled, but it would be a move that would help with depth. And if it isn't working, Turner is the kind of player, he's on an expiring contract, he's young enough to where you should be able to further spread out those resources. So if you if you absolutely have to and you don't feel like bringing Turner back, which I, I probably think the Lakers would probably talk to him about an extension as soon as he as he as, as he arrives but uh, I if if things aren't necessarily gelling and he and Anthony Davis aren't presenting enough spacing or whatever is the situation there uh, Turner is young enough and 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 fairly easily movable nowhere near as difficult to move for example as 
Russell Westbrook has been. Buddy Heald would be a floor spacer. He would be the best shooter that the Lakers have employed maybe since Danny Green. You know, you could you could maybe make a case that Buddy Heald is maybe a better shooter than Danny Green. It's pretty close. But Heald would be just an absolute weapon. I don't know how defenses would do the math on who not to guard uh, between him and any kind of two-man sets with LeBron and Anthony Davis. Uh, it would really... Be, it would be really nice, honestly, to see the Lakers with modern spacing, um, at least in this one regard, and he would offer that. Now, on the other side of the court, I'm not positive he can play defense in a playoff setting, and over the course of a seven-game series, I would imagine teams are really going to go at him to get him off of the court, specifically because of how effective he would be on offense. So, essentially, he has to be absolutely elite offensively to make up for what you might be risking defensively. And, uh, you know, there's there's risk involved there. Now, would he be available if there wasn't the risk involved there? Probably not. And at the end of the day, Turner and Heald as a return for Russell Westbrook. I know Mark Stein reported also earlier this morning, interesting timing on it too, by the way, that the Lakers are interested in potentially bringing back Dennis Schroeder. So essentially the return for Russell Westbrook would be Schroeder, Heald, and Turner, that's that's not the worst. Now you look at Utah, though, on the other side of this thing, and again, Patrick Beverly, Jordan Clarkson, Bojan Bogdanovich, Mike Conley, Malik Beasley is a name that you'll probably hear some about because of his clutch ties. Rudy Gay um, was somebody that the Lakers were interested in signing uh, back before he wind, wound up signing with Utah. So they have some kind of spare parts that you can kind of squint at and and would be better NBA players than the Lakers had last year. But none of them offer the upside that Miles Turner and certainly Kyrie Irving offered. So uh, Utah, I think, is kind of the last chance at a deal type option. Uh, essentially, I think the Lakers would look at Utah and talk to Utah and make the trade with Utah if it didn't take both of those two first-round picks. I do think because of the Lakers' reluctance to move them for Kyrie Irving, it now becomes kind of it necessitated that they move both of those first-round picks for the Indiana package. Um, they were always, again, the market was always going to be, you, it's going to cost one pick to move Russell Westbrook. It's going to cost another one to bring back anything that helps you. That has always been the case, quite frankly, um, as much as the Lakers have rebuffed the, that that notion. But we'll see as the Lakers kind of have their negotiations, especially over the next week or so, before uh, those guys in Utah can be made available via trade because they were traded over in the same offseason. Those guys become available either August 30th or September 4th in that 7 to 10, seven to 10 rain, day range from now. Um as, as things stand, though, I think the Lakers are probably going to re-up those negotiations with Indiana. They're probably going to intensify over the course of this next week or so. And then once Utah be, uh, gets brought into the fold in a more legitimate fashion, the Lakers will fully have their math in front of them. And I would imagine still move Russell Westbrook before training camp opens. The third and final option here for the Lakers is just to bring it bring Russell Westbrook back, run it back as Harrison likes to tweet out and drive us all insane. Uh, 
I don't see that as a viable option. Everything that as as much as Darvin Ham has tried to get out and put a brave face on on potentially making it worth work with Russell Westbrook, and as much as the Lakers have tried to leak that this is how they can make it work, Russell Westbrook fired his agent essentially because he was getting advice that he needed to buy into the Lakers in ways that he didn't last year and start doing the little things that Russell Westbrook still apparently considers beneath him. So, so long as that remains his approach to this thing, I just don't see how he can be a Laker. And I think he's probably going to go on that path of either you're out of the league early, the way Allen Iverson was, or you are out of the league for a little bit. You decide or you realize that the league was telling you something and you should have listened and you come back and you do those small things in the same way that Carmelo Anthony has. Uh, but for what matters right now and what the Lakers are looking for, I don't think Russell Westbrook is going to provide them. And by the way, not just in terms of his approach on the court, but also the Lakers still desperately need depth. Their roster right now is still kind of a shit show. And so long as Russell Westbrook is on it, they don't have any other real means of improving it. So I would still envision, even though it is technically an option, door number three here has the padlocks on it. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. Apologies for not having these this time of year. I have just decided, hey, if there isn't anything to really talk about beyond what gets talked about every day on these other shows, these other longer shows, I just enjoy my evenings. Uh, but as we had something to talk about today... You guys get a lowdown. And as we continue to get more things to talk about, I will continue to do lowdowns right up until paternity leave. So until then, and until I talk to you guys next, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.